anyways, I said all that just to say, we know we're older, but we love young people. We love life. We love Jesus. And I, I'm just really honored to be here tonight with you guys. You're, you're just great. I, I wanted to take a moment and just say how uh, much I appreciate uh, your youth pastors, Josh and Macy. Josh is my grandson-in-law, but uh, love them. And this youth group, the leadership team here in the youth. And uh, Abby, where's Abby sitting tonight? Yes, what a great message you preached a couple of weeks ago. I watched it uh, online, and at the end, uh, even my old heart was so touched that I had tears running down because, uh, and our, our worship team, our worship band, and just all of you are just great. Give yourself an applause because you're absolutely amazing and wonderful people. So um, I just wanted to, I want to just have a little uh, fun with something here that I think will, uh, will maybe just, just touch your heart. But I want you to uh, think about this. You are absolutely, everyone is special, created by God. Before there was a universe, the Bible says he designed you. He knew the era that you would live. He knew the family that you would live with. And uh, every one of you is filled with potential. Daniel, when he started his, his life that was so impacting to so many people, he was just a teenager. There, their people, the Hebrew people, the Israelites, had been taken captive into, into Babylon, and uh, there had been all sorts of turmoil in their nation. And, and so the, the, the uh, head of Babylon, the king, he said, I want you to find young men that are good-looking, healthy and strong, that have a sharp mind that I can train to work in my kingdom. So Daniel was one of those young guys that was uh, a part of that kingdom. And uh, so it's an amazing story of how a young person made a few choices that not only determined an, an amazing life for him, but eventually turned a whole nation to God. How many of you would like to be a hero. Daniel's a hero. How many of you want, would like to be a hero? I, I, I believe that, and God has his hand on you for that. But uh, so anyways, I was talking about my age, and I wanted to say, first of all, when I was born, this is what a brand new Chevrolet looked like. Have you guys got that up there? Yeah, that, that's, that's what it looked like when I was born. Now, how much do you think that car cost back then? Huh? Do a, do a few guesses. Well, actually, that car cost uh, $1,300. Now they're about $43,000 for a new Chevy, you know, thirty-three. dollars So anyways, a new house you could buy for $6,000. Now they're $300. Uh, gas was $0.16 cents a gallon. Some of you aren't driving it, but when you are, you'll find out it's $3 a gallon now. Uh, bread was $0.13 cents a loaf. And uh, I, I want to tell you, too, that the year I was born in my province, I'm a Canadian, in British Columbia, Canada, the year I was born, uh, the chocolate bar companies decided they were going to raise the price of chocolate bars from five cents to eight cents. And you know what they, they did? These kids began to uh, do a demonstration in the capital in British Columbia. Kids left school and they mobbed the capital. They shut the whole government down for a day. And I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying they shut the whole government down for a day. It went across the country, but the chocolate bar companies would not lower the price to five cents. So the kids gave up. 
and paid eight cents for their chocolate bar. I, I'm just giving you a little bit of a, a, a <laughs> just a contrast here of uh, what it was like back then. But um, anyways, here we are today. God is here. He has his hand on your life. He wants to share something with you tonight out of his word. And we're going to talk about a man and a lion. Have we got a picture of a lion up there? I we should. I think we do. There you go. That's what Macy was looking at and said, more walkie, Papa. But uh, anyways, the lion is uh, one of the most powerful animals on earth. When you get a whole bunch of them together, in fact, they're the only cats that do live in groups. They're not loners. They do live in groups. It's called a pride of lions. Uh, the female lion does all the hunting. And when she comes back, the male lions get to eat first. Isn't that that's terrible chauvinistic lions, I tell you what. But uh, they, have, uh, they have to eat about 20 pounds of uh, meat a day to stay healthy. And I like this. You can hear their roar from five miles away. Wow, like that. It would freak you out, wouldn't it, if you were sleeping in a tent at night? But uh, so this is what. we got a hero, Daniel. We've got a, uh, this den of lions. And we got an amazing situation that this guy finds himself in. I want to just talk a little bit about what it means to be a hero. How do we define that word? Some think, well, you become a movie star, or you're a top athlete, or you're the richest person around. But a hero in God's mind is this. It's a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, and noble qualities. We find in this story, Daniel was very courageous. We're going to read about it. It's awesome. And he had outstanding achievements through his life. He had interpreted dreams for the king. He had seen miracles. His buddies were delivered from a fiery furnace. There was outstanding achievements, and there was noble qualities. Daniel was an honest man. He was respectful of authority. He was hardworking. He studied well. He was well-educated, and he had a pure heart before God. That's what a hero is. Now, I've been talking about the young people. When Daniel, when we start reading about him, he was just a teenager. At this point in life where he's sewn into the den, he is 80 years old. That's older than me. I mean, and, and so God's still working. He's still walking this life of honor and glory before God. And so this is the, this is the guy we've been talking about and we're going to look at tonight. Now, for me personally, I just want to share with you young people. For me personally, uh, as I've gotten older, I, I've got a new, I've got a life verse often through my life. I've had a verse that I just hang on to through a season in life. And this is, this is my verse for this season of life. It's found in Psalm 71, and I'm going to read it to you. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray and bald, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. My goal in life is to have a connection with God that's authentic and where my life is filled with something that'll begin to pour out and touch others that'll give glory to Jesus and make a change in your life. So I'm just here to tell you that this is, this is my goal. And I, as long as God gives me strength 
and, and a sound mind, I want to just always see that the generation he's talking about, first of all, is this younger generation, or, or my generation, Encore. Good job tonight, Encore, at uh, just winning the game. I'm proud of you guys. And uh, don't give up, young people, because uh, you did great, too. But um, so it's just that, that in our generation, the, us older people, we want to see the glory of God, but we also want to be with you and to share that and help you to experience God in a powerful way. The generation following, and that's you guys. You're so full of potential. I was reading something um, the other day. Everybody do this. Would you just tap? Yeah. You got a brain in there, right? <laughs> turn to somebody and say, turn to somebody and say, you've got a brain. Go ahead. Tell them that. Yeah. 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 You got one too. Someone over here said they didn't have a brain. Who was that? You do have a brain. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? They've put, they've put a supercomputer up against a human brain, some of the, one of the largest supercomputers in the world that fills a whole warehouse, and our brain still outpaces. It can out-categorize, it can out-memorize, it can out-speed anything else. Our brain, it's a, it's, do that with your fist. Your brain's about the size of your fist. It's mostly fat, doesn't have any nerves. They can operate on your brain, and you can be wide awake because you can't feel it. But that brain that God's given you is just a miraculous thing. And Daniel decided to use his brain to make a difference in life and to give that brain to God for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So having said that, my time is clicking by. I won't keep you long, but uh, Daniel had a miracle. I've seen miracles in my life. I've, my, my grandfather was dying of cancer. He had just hours left to live. His lungs had filled with water. It's a horrible thing to talk about. But the family gathered together. We began to pray. We began to sing worship like we're going to do in a few minutes here. And we began to call on the Lord. And you know, all of a sudden, he sat up in that bed. He began to clap his hands like crazy, began to praise the Lord. The power of God was in the room so strong that I ran outside. I was 10 or 11 years old. And I thought, God's so close. I feel I might get zapped. But you know what happened? God touched him and healed him. The next day, he walked downtown with my sister on his shoulders, telling everybody about the miracle power of Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you, young people, there's nothing too big for your God. And we, we can be like Daniel. We can know the power of God, and we can know how to walk with him. So here we go. I've got just a few points here. I'm going to go to point number one. How to be a hero. How to be someone who's admired for courage, outstanding achievements, and noble qualities. And there's a lot of you young people in here, our interns, that are so growing in this great way of life. First, of all, first key is this. Live with uncompromising integrity. I want you to... Just listen as I, as I read these scriptures out of Daniel. Live with uncompromising integrity. It says of Daniel, Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. Darius wanted, the, the leader of the country wanted to put Daniel number one in the kingdom because he was such a great man of God. 
But the other guys that wanted his position created this scenario where they wanted him to be put out of that position. So they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, completely trustworthy. So they concluded there's only one way to do it, and that's catch him in his religion or in his faith. So they set up this scheme. What is integrity? Integrity is who I am when nobody's looking. Do I live one way uh, publicly and in front of others, and then do I have secret problems and sins and things that I'm, I'm, I'm involved in on, uh, on the side hoping that no one will find out? Integrity is living in such a way that when no one is looking, you have a clean heart and obedient heart before God. Daniel was a man of integrity. He was the real deal. What you see is what you get, not two personalities. And he demonstrated great loyalty to God. So live with uncompromising integrity. What do we do if we've messed up and our heart feels down and empty and we're, we're, we feel condemned and dirty? What do we do? We, we restore integrity of heart by asking Jesus to forgive us our sins, to wash us in his blood to fill us with his spirit again. The next thing we see about Daniel, a key to us being a whole group of heroes is this. He committed to strategic prayer. In Daniel 6.10, we read this. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, if anyone was to worship any, anything but the image of the king, he would be thrown into the den of lions. When he heard that the law had been signed, he went home he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. Remember, he's 80 years. He'd been doing this probably for 60 years or more. With its window open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. So he was a man committed to strategic prayer. He had a place where he prayed. He had a schedule for his prayer. He had a pattern of seeking the Lord and giving thanks to him. And that made all the difference in his life. You know, I really believe that we cannot truly be a follower of Christ unless we build a life of prayer where we meet with God every day and we stay in his presence to know him and to feel his touch. Third thing we see in Daniel that made him such an amazing hero is he courageously faced dangers. In verse 16 of Daniel chapter 6, we read this. So at last the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. The king did not want Daniel to die, but Daniel's opponents had created a law and had him sign it, so he was trapped into keeping that commitment. So he courageously faced dangers. I don't know, how many of you have ever had a problem in your life? Any of you? I put up both hands, but yeah, I mean, life just throws stuff at us. There are things that come along that hurt, that mess us up, that, that maybe confuse us, things that maybe dangers, maybe someone has hated you or been after you. I don't know what it is, but we all have situations come in life, challenging circumstances. When you read the Bible and read about the men in the Bible, Paul was assaulted over and over again. They took stones and threw them at him and beat him up so they thought he was dead. Peter was arrested, thrown into jail. James, the half-brother of Jesus, was killed. They threw him off the top of the temple 
and he landed far down on the stones. So you see, following God is much more than willpower. It's much more than um, just wishful thinking to be a great hero, to be a great servant of God. It's only by a deep commitment to God like we see in Daniel, in the Bible, in prayer, and uh, hanging with God's people and learning to walk his ways. So living with uncompromising integrity, committed to strategic prayer, courageously facing dangers, we see someone that grew into, with a mighty impact for God. Then the fourth point is this, choose the path of faithful obedience. In verse 21 and 22, we read this. Actually, I got to back up just a little bit. He threw him into the lion's den, sealed it up. The king all night long is just nervous because he wanted Daniel to lead his kingdom. And he can't sleep. He doesn't eat. And, uh, and he's just so concerned about what's going on. So very early in the morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. Can you imagine what the king thought? Because anyone else thrown in there, they'd just be shredded, be a few bones left maybe. And he's thinking, you know, is it possible that he could have survived all night without being chewed to bits and shredded? And uh, Daniel says, my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight. I have not wronged you, your majesty. Choose the path of faithful obedience. Daniel going in wasn't sure, but he thought, either way, I will not deny God. I will not turn from him, whatever the outcome of this. And uh, I like when I was a kid, there used to be some pictures around that showed uh, Daniel sound asleep leaning into the belly of a lion. You know, I mean, that, that probably happened, you know, nice and warm if you're in a cave and, you know, the lions are there. But uh, so God delivered him. Daniel was willing to suffer and die if necessary, but God chose to use his faithful obedience to show his love and power to people who need to know him. How many of you would like to be someone that uh, God would be so evident in your life that people would want to be around you? They'd want to get to know this God. And everyone in this room, thank you, young people. I see the hands going up. Everyone in this room has that potential. And there's these simple steps that God would call us to that make all the difference in the world. So I'm on my last point. Somebody go, Phew. Glad that's over. No, you're not glad that's over. But. So then we watch God be glorified through our life. I'm going to read the last few verses here of Daniel chapter 6, starting at verse 23. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Now this is kind of the scary part. But the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the den, and uh, before their bodies even hit the bottom of the den, they were shredded by these lions. How many of you know that our God is a big God, and he takes care of his people? He's also a God of justice who knows how to take care of those that fight against him and don't want to know his ways. Then, the last point is this, watch 
God be glorified through your life. Then King Darius, the king, not a believer in God, before this, I guess, but then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Listen to this. Imagine if we put on whatever you want to do, CNN, Fox, you know, whatever. What if we put it on a world-reaching network and, and a letter like this went out to every one of the, what have we got, seven or eight billion people on this planet now? What if this letter went out to all of them? This is what happened then. The king sent this message to every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I'm going to get excited and get a little loud here. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. He was a hero. He sought God. He walked with integrity. He was obedient in faith. For he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And listen to what this hero, he's in his 80s now. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius, the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Some of you are heroes already, but how many of you want to be a true hero of God? Amen. Amen. I believe that. I love the heart of this youth group. I, I do. If you're ready to be a hero, God is calling you today. Every one of you, he's calling your name. The Holy Spirit's here tonight just to say to you, whatever your name is, Paula, Michael, whoever, he's saying, I'm calling you to this. Daniel is an example of what God will do in a life if we'll follow the simple principles of giving him all of our heart, keeping our souls clean, and obeying him. And you could be world changers in this room tonight. And I go back to my verse. Since my youth, O oh God, you've taught me. I was a teenager. Since my youth, O oh God, you've taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous works. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to this generation, your might to the generations following. I was about your age when I said, yes, Lord, I want to be a hero. Can I tell you something? Um, I fault, faltered all the way along. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you don't just, whew, I'm a hero, and I just glide from 18 years old to heaven. It, you're not. I made mistakes, made sins, made stupid decisions. But one thing a hero does when they know that something has gone wrong, they always turn to God. They don't allow their condemnation or fear to turn them away from God. God's, God knows that we're human. And it's the focus of our heart, and it's a continual direction that we take that God ultimately moves and touches our life in a powerful way and reaches others through us. I probably went over time, Josh, and if I did, uh, I'm sorry. But I would like to do this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got a fan over there. <clears throat> but um, would you bow your heads just for a moment? Thank you, Lord. Our worship team's going to come and, and lead us in some worship. And then what we want to do in a little while is we want to, our, our encore people want to come up here and, and just pray for any of you. But while your heads are bowed, I just, I just want you in this moment 
to be able to lift a hand and say, Lord, I'm signing up for you to take my life and make me a hero, someone who walks in integrity, someone who lives with purpose. Anyone just put your hand up right now and just say, this is, this is what I'm after in my life. God sees those hands. Lord, thank you for these young people. I pray, God, that you receive the offering of their lives to you. Bless them, guide them, and make them a huge impact for your kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name.